welcome to Turnabout Breakdown, a podcast about Ace Attorney where Diego and I play the Ace Attorney games one by one and talk about them. Hello. I'm Jay Costello, and uh, yeah, I'm joined by Diego Arreixo. Hello. Thank you. Today we're playing Turnabout Break... Nope, that's the name of our podcast. <laughs> Today we're playing Turnabout Samurai. Are we playing ourselves? That's what you're implying here. Yes, we, we are always playing ourselves <laughs> in this in this life. Um, <laughs> yes, we're playing the, the opening to Turnabout Samurai, the first investigation, the first trial, and then the second investigation. And then we're leaving it on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Uh, both of us have basically just finished playing, so it's fresh in our minds. I just want to start with... Oh, I love the music so much in this case. It's so good. It's great. It's so good. Yeah, this case definitely introduces us to a lot of really good music. Most of all, the Steel Samurai theme tune. Cannot overstate enough how much I wish the Steel Samurai was a real cartoon. <laughs> yeah, same. Same. Because I'd forgotten that like this case starts with uh a little a little shot of them filming the, the Steel Samurai, which is like an in-game cartoon. And uh it sounds like it rules. It's a lot of really dramatic dialogue, a lot of, you know, chewing the scenery. They're just talking a lot about the moon, which I always appreciate greatly. <laughs> they do say that it's for ten year olds, but I've watched cartoons for ten year olds and they're fun. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So we get this opening, and uh, Maya is loving the Steel Samurai. Good for her. And then suddenly we find out that the main actor who plays the Steel Samurai was accused of murder. So Naturally, we yeah. have to go and talk to him. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Ace Attorney. <laughs> Nothing good. <laughs> Nothing good can last. Um, I will say that right before that, Phoenix was complaining about how he hadn't gotten any work and he didn't know how he was going to pay his rent. And of course, both of us uh, made freelance jokes about it. I don't want to talk about it. I think this is tragic. <laughs> we sh are the worst two people to make a podcast about these games. <laughs> Everything comes back to freelancing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's another note I make uh, about that. that that's going to like... Gonna bring it up later, but it's just yeah, the same freelance energy again. <laughs> right. That was very cryptic. Now we have to like I have to bear that in mind and try to remember. I don't know what it was. Uh so yeah, Will Powers asks us to come and visit him because he's been arrested for murder. And um I'm really curious about how he came to call Phoenix and Maya. Like, where did he find out about them? Like, do they have adverts <laughs> or like Wasn't he in the detention room? And I, like, went to, like, talk to him, I think. Oh. Yeah, because Maya is, like, we have to defend him because he's the actor in my favorite <laughs> cartoon. I guess that is what happens. I, I forgot about that. Which makes it even funnier that when we first show up, Maya, when, when we first get there, Maya takes one look at him and is immediately like, oh my god, he did it. He's guilty. <laughs> and Will Powers is, like really apologetic and he's like yeah i always hide my face behind this mask because i don't want to scare children but like i don't honestly really get it he looks fine to me he looks fine i mean he looks like wolverine but wolverine isn't that scary <laughs> i hate the fact i also wrote he looks like hugh jackman <laughs> diego we have to stop sharing one brain cell it's not working it's this is terrible i'm not sure if it's like any good or bad for the show <laughs> But yeah, he's he's super, super polite and like just a really lovely guy. Um, and so Maya eventually decides that he's nice and uh, that we have to defend him. And she's right. 
So obviously that's what we end up doing. I will say there's a there's a moment later on which I just think showcases exactly how nice willpower willpower willpowers is. It's powers, and I keep wanting to just say willpower because it's a stupid pun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this case really introduces us to just the beginning of people with, like, pun names that aren't even pun names. They're just, they're just words. It's just like, this is too much. But yeah, the thing about Will Powers is that when you present evidence to him later on that, like, he doesn't have dialogue for, you know, he'll say, like, oh, thank you so much for showing this to me. I wish I could help you with it. And that's when I was like, (laughs) oh, no. (laughs) Oh, he's so sweet. However, at this point, he was accused of murder. He, his co-star, the guy who plays the evil magistrate, which is just a great name for a villain, great. Uh, was found dead. And at this point, all we know is that Will says that he was sleeping at the time, so we don't really know what's going on. So that's the that's the opening to the case. Um, what do you think about the setup, Diego? I like the premise. Mm. Like, just they introducing the, the show, and like everyone being like happy about the show, and then... Oh yeah, that person is uh, uh, accused of murder. Now, like just, I think it's on the same day, like the next day. Mm. I think it's really interesting. I think, like you said, it's really clever to have Maya be a huge fan of the show. (laughs) And then suddenly you're like, oh yeah, (laughs) this is the next person we're going to be defending. (laughs) I thought it was interesting. Um, uh, Phoenix in this instance doesn't know who the Steel Samurai is or like what the show is, which is... Really interesting for reasons that we will get to in the future, so I'm not going to get into them too much. They are Miles Edgeworth related, but it's uh, it's different from the anime, which I don't think I'm going to talk about too much because it's not very good. But the Ace Attorney anime is like an adaptation of the games, and I happen to have watched some of it recently because I was making a video about Ace Attorney and I didn't want to put the game in it too much because the text is really obnoxious. <laughs> So uh, I was using anime footage, and in that, Phoenix has like a Steel Samurai keychain attached to his bag um, from when he was a kid, you know, like it's a keepsake. So I think that's really interesting because I, I, you know, I didn't watch this part, but in that, presumably, he has a completely different reaction to like Will Powers being accused of murder because that's also like a guy that he really likes, right? So yeah, it's interesting. But I think it's fun to, we get the Maya characterization in the game as like quite a quite a childish person but in, person but in like a in a fun way you know she's 17 so it's not exactly bad or anything <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, st- I'm still mad at phoenix being like why are you still watching cartoons and i'm like oh come on <laughs> yeah she's 17 and also like her sister died like a month ago yeah. just let her have fun <laughs> I mean, actually, it's funnier, like, her being 17. Well, not funnier, but it's more interesting her being 17 and being into it because, you know, so many teenagers are, like, trying to be super cool and would never watch a kid's show. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's much more likely for someone who's Phoenix's age, who's 24, to have come back around on cartoons again. (laughs) Don't you think? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And I also keep forgetting that Phoenix is 24 only. I know. It's such a funny age for him to be. (laughs) Uh, he seems like a baby now to me because I'm 27. It's like, wow, 24? Couldn't be me. (laughs) I will say Phoenix also has a really funny line when talking to Will Powers. He says, I'm new to this lawyer business and I need all the help I can get. (laughs) Imagine your lawyer saying that to you. I don't think he inspires a lot of confidence in his skills. No, I think I would ask for somebody else probably. (laughs) So yeah, after that we head to the the studio where the crime took place and where they used to film and we meet Wendy Oldbag. Oh. 
Would you like to elaborate on that, Diego? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, I think it's like the, the meanest like character we've met so far in the game. Just stray away from her attitude. And it's also it's interesting how she's like super grumpy and shumpy at, at stuff. And it's like the first NPC that we meet that has like this continuous dialogue. Like you always like have to like uh, manually press like skip dialogue when it finishes. Mm-hmm. And she has like this this like sequences where it's just like uh mumbling about stuff for like <laughs> five or six dialogue boxes and you're they're like, okay, yeah, sure. It's such a good little bit of like characterization just through how the text is presented. Like she just goes off and just it just keeps running and running, like you can't get a word in Edrace. It's it's a really good little trick for characterization, I think. Yeah, so all, Wendy Oldbag is a security guard. Apparently she used to be an actor who worked at the studio, and she's like really into the film industry and this studio's work in particular. Um, she's a big fan of Jack Hammer, who was the actor who was killed, and she is a witness for the case because she says that she saw powers go towards where the murder took place, um, and she didn't see anyone else, so it's it's kind of that's supposed to be the decisive evidence of course we will argue about this <laughs> <laughs> and then we also meet gumshoe again uh our re- recurring detective character of course who immediately is mad at phoenix because he apparently upset edgeworth edgeworth quote has been gloomily staring out of the window uh <laughs> that's a gay way to react in my opinion <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know it's referring to the fact that he just lost a trial for the first time in his life and therefore he's being pouty about it, but I think he's just uh, yearning, in my opinion. <laughs> I also wrote that quote down in the notes and I said, like, that's just him. That's just Edgeworth. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He does, he is the sort of guy who would just stand around staring out of windows. <laughs> And then uh, Maya's like, hey, that isn't Phoenix's fault, that's your fault. And it was because of your, quote, sloppy detective work, which hurts Gumshoe's <laughs> feelings. And Phoenix is like, wow, that was mean. And it's like, no, she's right and yes. she should say it. <laughs> like, Gumshoe arrested her for a crime she didn't commit and she nearly went to jail. Like, why are we concerned about his feelings? <laughs> Yeah, Gamshu straight away says like, hey, you, that's the yearly murderer from the other day. I'm like, dude, come on, drop it. Like, it's been it's been weeks now. <laughs> yeah, like, we proved that that's not true. <laughs> and I think uh, an interesting thing about this investigation is that there's a lot of back and forth. Like, you have to find a card key to open a new place. Like, later on in the second day of investigation, there's like a ton of wandering around just being like, I've got to figure out where I'm going to run into somebody, which is uh, one of the things that people criticize in these games quite a lot. So I was wondering how you found that, Diego. Obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely in that sense. I mean, it's interesting to like, this is like the first case when you're like, as you as you were saying, examining things and like looking for stuff in the environment, uh, which like before was like mainly just like notes or like uh, things of interest but now it's more like yeah get this car key get this like another key or like some key item somewhere and i think it's fine and it's interesting it's like a nice change of pace uh so it's not just trials all the time but at the same time it's like a lot of back and forth and a lot of if you're not using a walkthrough you you might never know that you need to like present something in like a specific moment to like this specific person 
for the story to like progress, for example. And that's a bit weird at times how it's handled. Yeah, I think it's like a an interesting balance because, you know, I was going through it and I was like, oh, I, for example, with the card key, you have to examine Powers' bag, which is in his room. And like, there's not really any indication that you need to do that. And the only way to really know is to basically examine everything in the room, which has the advantage of like, you get a lot of fun little dialogue between Felix and Maya. Um, and this is sort of the first case that we have with Maya. So we're, we're getting characterization for her and like seeing their kind of relationship, which is really fun because like they barely know each other at this point and Maya is just completely goofing off the whole time and I love her so much. So I find that if you use a walkthrough or if like me, you just go straight for that bag because you just remember that, then you actually miss quite a lot of like the color, which you don't technically need to progress. But I agree with you, it can be really obnoxious. And I think it's worse in this game than some of the others. Like they hadn't really gotten that balance yet too much. So yeah, it's an interesting one for sure. Yeah, I was wondering how these like evolve or not in like future games. So Yeah. Well one quality of life thing they added in the Great Ace Attorney, which is the most recent one that's been localized, is um when you open, for example, the move menu, like it'll have this list of places that you want to go, and then it'll have little dialogue, like your assistant in that game, you know, like the Maya equivalent, mm-hmm. her name is Suzato, and she'll say something like oh, we haven't been to this place for a while, which is basically a hint that, like, something new is there and you should go there again. Yeah, so it's little things like that which I think can be really smart. And I can't believe it took them, like, 15 years to (laughs) actually implement them. Because I don't think those are even in Spirit of Justice, which is the mainline game that came out at the same time as The Great Ace Attorney, in Japan at least. So it's a bit weird. And then the other thing is that, like, the move menu, in this case specifically, sucks so bad. Like, to get to, like, some parts of the area, you have to go, like, from the gate to the first studio to the second studio to the employee area to the bedroom or whatever you know like you have to go through this tree in the exact right order and like so many times even though I know this game like the back of my hand I would like just go to the wrong place and like it was the wrong branch of the tree and then you have to back out and like go again like I just think the actual way the move menu works in this case specifically is so bad I don't remember it being this bad ever again yeah you're always going like all the way back I mean if, if you're if you miss like the right path you have to like actually go back all the way to the gate and it gets super annoying. Yeah, I don't know what it is about that, but <laughs> something went horribly wrong there. <laughs> so yeah, during this investigation, we also get introduced to Penny, who is a assistant at the studio, who is one of my favorite characters. I wish she was a recurring character. They have so many good recurring characters in this game, and for some reason, Penny isn't one of them. <laughs> We don't get too much about her in this first investigation day, but later on, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about her again. She's just, I don't know, she's just a really great, like, normal person, (laughs) of which there are hardly any in this game. (laughs) And then my only other note for this investigation is that right before the trial, like, right before the end of this investigation, we print off the photo that uh, Old Bag was talking about, and it reveals that the person who walked past her was actually in a costume so there's no way she could have actually seen Will Power she just saw somebody in the Steel Samurai costume and Maya's like oh we should show this to her and like like rub it in her face that she couldn't have actually seen what she thought she saw and Phoenix is like no we're gonna present it in court tomorrow as a surprise and I'm like oh the Edgeworth trick you mean the Edgeworth trick Phoenix I mean, he's enough of a great in evidence, but he's, like, stealing evidence. Because he takes yeah. that picture from the old box computer, like, her booth, while she's away. It's like, okay, 
I I know that um, this is for the best, f- uh, for justice in the world, but when I found out that, like, the defense and the prosecution have to present their evidence to the court before, and, like, you can't just turn up with something on the day, it was very disappointing to me. <laughs> like, it's in every single, like, show with, like, a courtroom in it. Everyone always has some surprise <laughs> up their sleeve, and it's like, no, you can't do that in real life. And it is for the best. However, what about dramatic <laughs> flair? <laughs> Wait, does that apply to, like, witnesses as well? Yeah, I think so. Ah, they're always forgetting stuff here in the games. Yeah, yeah. So. No, you have to, like, register stuff. And then, like, you know, if another witness suddenly shows up, then you can, like, talk to the judge about it and do that kind of thing. But I'm pretty sure everything is supposed to be registered before the actual trial starts. Wow. Okay. This is why I couldn't become a lawyer, because it would be too boring. You need to be able to surprise people. You need the drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so was there anything else on that first investigation day that stood out to you, or should we get into a trial? I think we should get into a trial. All right. It's a great opening. Edgeworth meeting Old Bag, trying to get her <laughs> to say anything <laughs> except to flirt with him. Just incredible. He even does, like, an objection at some point. Be like, yeah, okay, stop this. And the judge is like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fine, let's, let's just leave this here and move on. Yeah. Justice for old bag, IMO, like, I think just let her just let her run things. I think it'd be fun. <laughs> I think she has a nickname for him, which I don't remember. <laughs> but it was super funny. I, I do. Do you want to know what it was? Yeah. It was Edgy Poo. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. So, obviously, the first kind of cross-examination with Old Bag is when she says, oh, yeah, I saw Will Powers, and then you present the photo. But the thing is, like, that first big break just goes out of the window immediately because she says, oh, yeah, he's in costume, but I know it was him because he got a limp earlier in the day. And um, you can see him, like, dragging his leg in the photo. So your first kind of break goes out the window immediately. And then the second thing that you find out in the trial is that, like, there was a second photograph, and um, you're like, oh, well that could have been the killer but then you immediately find out that it was a kid who couldn't use the big spear that was the murder weapon so the same thing it just goes out the window straight away and I found this um this rhythm like really interesting because I remember when I played Spirit of Justice which is like the most recent game even though it came out five years ago Capcom please (laughs) (laughs) I remember being frustrated that like so many of your like aha moments are like just shot down immediately. So I found it interesting that the same thing does happen here. It's a lot shorter, so it doesn't feel so frustrating. Um, Like, it just happens twice in a row here, whereas I'm pretty sure in Spirit of Justice is just constant, and it's really annoying. Oh, wow. But... I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. Uh, color you on on that game that we're gonna play in like five years time. <laughs> but um, yeah. I just thought it was interesting because I think getting that rhythm right is really hard. And here it's fine in my opinion. But it's it's a weird balance to strike where you have to feel smart. Like oh, I've discovered something, and then it can't actually be the answer because otherwise the case would be over way too quick. Yeah. Uh, this is in the case of like Edgeworth being like. No, I have, like, this counter evidence, like it happened in the previous case. Just, like, stuff that didn't track because of, like, new quote-unquote evidence that Oldback forgot to say first. Yeah, I, I actually think that's one of the things that makes it a lot better, is, like, you're still discovering things about what actually happened as that goes along. True. It's not just Edgeworth being like, no, I've decided for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> so at that point, Phoenix's new plan basically becomes to, like, delay for another day of investigation so he can try and find new evidence, which is fun. I can relate to that. 
Oh, not more freelance jokes. Stop. <laughs> it's it's not allowed. And then uh, I just have a, a, a list of really good lines from this trial. Number one, steel samurai fanboys. Real freaks, if you ask me. <laughs> Very funny on its own. Will become funnier. I will return to this in a future episode of this podcast. <laughs> then a new one. This is my new obsession. This is something that I haven't noticed in the games before, but I am now noticing every time while we're recording this podcast. Phoenix getting way overconfident that's my new favorite thing he i can't even remember what he does he means like he makes like some case against old bag and he calls himself sherlock holmes too baby which one is funny because canonically <laughs> that guy's named herlock in these games now and two like you're bad at your job stop like getting egotistical about it <laughs> and then immediately after that he's like wait isn't this supposed to be the part where Edgeworth pounces? Which, one, very funny phrasing. And two, it's like he, he allowed himself to get overconfident because he knew that he was going to get shot down and then he wasn't. And he was like, wait, what the fuck? Which is just very funny to me. Just a great set of lines. And then uh, eventually he ends up accusing Old Bag of doing the murder just because he wants to get another day at the trial. And then immediately after the trial, he's like, yeah, I knew she didn't do it, but just like I needed to buy myself some time. And it's like, I'm not sure that's how it's supposed to work. But luckily, Old Bag is like, fine, if you're going to accuse me, I'll tell you what I was told not to tell you, which is that <laughs> there was other people at the studio that day, which caused Edgeworth to have a meltdown because he didn't know about this, which is uh, amusing. Edgeworth's no good, very bad day, but for the second time, because the first time was the last trial that he did with Phoenix. I'm really curious about what Edgeworth was doing. There's like a month break between this case and the last case, and I'm just curious about what Edgeworth was doing, except staring out of the window gloomily. Like, did he do other trials? He must have. That's his job. No, he just, he just like, stay there, staring at outside the window, I'm sure. Like, every single day. <laughs> People came to him and were like, will you take on this trial? Like, it's literally your job. And he was just, like, fully ignoring them. No, now, uh, the thunder in, like, the, <laughs> the window. All super dramatic. Exactly, exactly. If you can't be dramatic, what's the point? <laughs> Miles Edgeworth would never let it happen that you could just put all your evidence in beforehand. No. Even when he turns good, like he still needs that drama. Look at look at the man's outfit. You think he doesn't need drama <laughs> in his life? Yeah, that was the whole trial. It was pretty short. Did you have any other notes on it? Not really. No. No, aside from like the dynamic or rhythm rather that you mentioned, which I found interesting as mm. well. Yeah, it was a super short trial, but it also opens up like a lot of doors for the investigation. Yeah, which is interesting because like we just had an investigation, but things get a lot more interesting in the second day, definitely. It's almost like the trial is just like a little add-on to like the introduction, which is interesting for sure. So yeah, investigation day two. The first thing that you do, or at least the first thing I did, uh, is go in there and they've put like a grate in to stop this little fanboy kid from being able to climb through the drains. And Maya is like, oh, that seems mean. Let's tear it off. And Phoenix is like, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> this man's a lawyer. <laughs> Very funny. He's a lawyer on paper. In practice, we don't know yet. Well, he's a defense lawyer, so I guess his whole thing is getting away with crimes. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have a lot of respect for the law, I don't think. Uh, Salmonella. Ba bad. Super bad. Super uncomfortable. Salmonella, director of Steel Samurai, <laughs> speaks in Lee Speak. 
out loud. Also, you know when people do the RP like RP emotes in little asterisks. Hmm. Also, apparently says that out loud. Uh, creepy towards Maya, who is a seventeen-year-old girl. Uh, what else can I say about this? Not much. How about you, Diego? Gross. That's my take. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the whole take. Let's move on. Yep. Immediately after that, we meet Cody, who is the fanboy. Much better. Much better character. Oh, I know uh, Cody. Hates adults. Relatable. Actually, the f- we he, he just runs away right away, but he'll come back and he's great. <laughs> One thing which happens is that Cody knocks a, an empty bottle of pills off of the table where uh, Will Powers had lunch, and it's like sleeping pills, which is like evidence that we pick up and it's like firstly surely the cops should have talked about these and secondly like we only found that by coincidence (laughs) it doesn't feel like the best way for anyone to investigate like conduct an investigation (laughs) yeah you have to like actually examine the item to like find out that there are like sleeping pills and not just like an empty jar of anything else which i didn't and now i'm finding out (laughs) They are like sleeping pills. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. I think it just says in the in the court record, you know. So you have to actually oh, open okay. it after you get them. But that is um that is something that happens fairly often. Like you'll not realize like a piece of evidence is useful, and then oftentimes like you don't realize what it is until you're in the courtroom, and then like you're scrolling through looking for evidence, and you're like, oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point though. That's interesting. I'm sorry that I spoil <laughs> that I spoiled you. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Thank you for a clue in the next trial. Yeah, it's true. Now you won't <laughs> be frustrated, probably. And we also meet D Vasquez. It's like a, it's like just a, a, a run of meeting characters who suddenly show up in the second investigation. D Vasquez is one of the people who was at the, the studio and who Old Bag wasn't supposed to talk about. And she's really rude to you and it's just like, I need a script and I won't talk to you. But I love her character design. And um, I think she's cool. She's cool, yeah. I know she's mean, but she's cool. <laughs> she has like this cool aura around her. Yeah, yeah. She has one of those like smoking. I don't know what they are. Like when you when you smoke using like a long a long cigarette holder. Yeah, staring at just... nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Edgeworth style. <laughs> 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 and I think they're just inherently cool, even though don't smoke, kids. Anything else to add about either Sal, let's try not to talk about him, <laughs> Cody or D? I think the only, not positive, but the only like standout thing about Sal is like, uh, it's also another example of how they're, they're using like uh, dialogue as well. Just like, same as Olvag. Definitely. That's it. I was thinking about that earlier as well. Like, it's it's a really clever way of like getting more characterization packed into like very small, the very small allowances they have. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I don't know, but I suspect with some another it must be to do with the translation and localization team because it's kind of a very specific... Those those things that he's saying are, like, English-specific, right? Yeah, that's true. So I wonder whether that was a translation thing. I mean, I'm sure there was, like, an equivalent thing in Japanese, but um, shout-out to the loca- localization team. People make a lot of jokes about them. For example, they uh, localized... <laughs> Maya as liking burgers instead of ramen and it became just like this really long running joke <laughs> but like it's a hard game to localize and I think they did a good job definitely and I think I have mixed feelings about how much of the words that he says still apply like to this day uh, even though it's been like a long time since this game came out yeah I-, I was thinking about that actually because it feels like it's trying to capture like a very specific era 
But then, now that you're mentioning it, I guess it's just that this game came out in 2001. <laughs> God. It's, a. Uh, as we're recording this, is the 10th of October. It's the 20th anniversary of this game coming out in two days, uh, which is wild. Wow, yeah. Just like the same year we started recording this podcast. Like, we didn't plan for it, it just happened. Yep. We should have, we should, if we weren't so attached to the Christmas idea, we could put out our first episode on the anniversary, but I'm really attached to the Christmas <laughs> idea, so it's fine. Okay. Up to you, though, because that's not a bad idea. No, but... we need the extra three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. We're in way too deep with freelance jokes already, we can't make it worse. <laughs> So we find out that this collapsed statue, which is called Mr. Monkey, even though it looks nothing like a monkey. No, nothing like a monkey, yeah. <laughs> was blocking in the additional people who were at the studio. So basically the argument is that only powers could have gone to the place where the murder took place. And Phoenix immediately freaks out and is like, well, what are we going to do about this? And apparently freaks out so much and Maya thinks they're in trouble so much that she channels Mia, which she can only do in like times of extreme stress. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I feel like this is relatable. Yeah. I feel like if I was Maya and I accidentally channeled people when I was stressed, I would be in so much trouble. Like, people would just be coming through all times by accident. <laughs> I mean, it depends on who, but yeah, it would be <laughs> interesting to see. And I'm thinking about like five freelance jokes right now, but I'm not going to say them. <laughs> Too embargoed. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be like a lot of people that are like industry folks listening to this and being like, what the fuck are these two talking about every single episode? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so Mia shows up. <laughs> <laughs> Mia shows up and is like so much better at talking to people than either Maya or Phoenix, which is extremely funny. Cody, we meet Cody again, and he loves her immediately, even though he ran away from Phoenix and Maya. And she's also like, oh, why don't we give him something that he wants to get him to talk? And in order to do that, you have to trade something that Old Bag wants. And basically, she's just the master of this, like, social trade that happens. <laughs> I feel like that's how she got a lot done as a lawyer and, you know, during her investigations. God, I wish we got to see a mere investigation. That would be so good. Yeah. It's weird that they never did something like that. Yeah. There's some there's some stuff coming up, but not exactly like this. Okay. We'll see. Now, uh, here's something I'm interested in. We had a very different reactions to Cody in one particular way. Would you like to talk to me about how you how you found Cody when we, uh, we eventually got him to talk? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I think it just starts like blabbering about like the principles of fair trade and everything. And Phoenix has like this like this reaction that I'm like I, I can kind of relate to because I really don't know much about this stuff. And now reading <laughs> your notes, I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of miss the mark there. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> like, not what like... I'm saying. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> like trying it's... to drag you for your reading. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, I know. But well, just being like, like my reaction was that, and Phoenix is like, "What are they teaching kids in school these days? Quantum physics?" And I'm like, "Yeah." How about you, though? I mean, he goes off about fair trade, which I like. I don't even think he's wrong because Phoenix is offering him something which is which does belong to him, right? So I don't disagree with your reading, but I just it's the way he said it, right? Like the joke is that he uses all these really like long words while he's going off, and it just sounds to me like he's just some guy who's way deep in a reddit rabbit hole like <laughs> he didn't learn this in school he's just been it online too long <laughs> especially as a 10 year old like he's just way too impressionable oh that's a great reading 
fuck. So I I did call him a libertarian fuck. It was <laughs> it, it, that's a bit extreme. Like he, again, he is technically right. Phoenix is trying to bribe him with something that was stolen from him, so it's kind of mean, honestly. There's another mean thing they do about this where you see we we meet Penny again in a minute, and um she's like, oh Maya looks different, and both Mia and Phoenix are like. Nope, that's what she's always looked like. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> I have forgotten that she notices that. Yeah, she notices. Which now that you, now that I've talked about it, I just remembered that I had a whole a whole argument last week hinging on the fact that Edgeworth would have noticed. And I'm just saying, it's obvious. <laughs> Penny noticed, and she'd only known Maya for like two minutes, so hmm. Edgeworth would have noticed. And then he would have been like, something weird's going on here. Um, there's this really cute bit uh, where we trade trading cards, like steal samurai trading cards with Penny to get the one that Cody wants. And Penny is just so excited and she's so cute. I love oh, her. Oh, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> Return Penny for Ace Attorney 7. That's my new petition. <laughs> and it makes me and Phoenix really happy too. And it's just this really cute moment. And then also when we give it to Cody, he gets this really big grin as well. Oh, it's just yeah, cute all around. It's great. I'm sorry I called you a libertarian fuck, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, first impressions, but yeah. Yeah. This design reminds me of, like, something from Gorillas, the band, which I really liked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. I never thought about it like that. <laughs> he does look like that, though. There's another extremely 2001 moment where Cody is talking about how he always takes photos of the Steel Samurai, and he's like, look at my digital camera. It's the newest model. I use it to take photos of the Steel Samurai, and it's like, you don't have a mobile? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's 2001. He doesn't have a camera phone. <laughs> Which is funny because these games are set in... God, is it this year? It's like 2000... It might be like 2016. Ace Attorney 1. Oh, wow. Setting. Do you not know about this? They're setting no? the future from when the games came out, but it's now the past. It's very funny. Um, Ace Attorney 1 timeline is what I want. This is just a riveting piece of podcasting where I'm looking things up. Of course. Um... I'm scrolling down the timeline right now. I'm scrolling through, like, The Greatest Attorney, which took place in the Victorian era. It's, like, not really... I'm now scrolling through, like, uh, I just searched for gorillas on Google. <laughs> and I'm just searching for the, the perfect image that looks like Cody. We are both, like, researching at the same time. Yeah. Why well, we is... are like... <laughs> Welcome to a podcast done by two journalists. We're both doing research as we play. Uh, yeah, this, uh, this case takes place October 15th. Almost, almost today. Wow. Uh, 2016. So it's almost the fifth anniversary of Jack Hammer being murdered in the universe. <laughs> yeah, so one, he should have had a camera phone. Two, very funny that this game came out in 2001, was supposed to be futuristic, is now in the past. <laughs> so weird. So many super close coincidences of dates. It's true. Like the recording of the episode. And then the one that we've done on purpose. Well, we haven't done it yet, but we will. <laughs> <laughs> Mia says to Cody, oh, won't you tell us what you saw? Because the Steel Samurai's motto is fighting for justice, and that's what Phoenix does. Which is, how does Mia know what the Steel Samurai's motto is? I love this concept of her watching cartoons. Very important to me. Everyone's a fan except for Phoenix. He's just been missing out all this time. Yeah, well, he needs to get into it, and he will, because Maya's around, and also other reasons. I'm going to have a redux, like, we're going to revisit a lot of this Steel Samurai talk when another piece of information is revealed, and I'm going to do a deep dive on that, so look forward to it. Yeah. I'm not sure when it is. I think it must be maybe next case, or maybe the fifth case. It's definitely one of those. 
By the fifth case, you definitely know about him. Anyway, Cody's like, yeah, I saw the Steel Samurai killer guy, which is a little bit unfortunate. And then Mia is like, well, let's not get him to testify on the stand then. But Gumshoe shows up and heard the whole conversation. So that's what we've got to deal with in the next trial, which we will be talking about in two weeks. Yep. Mia says that she's leaving, but she will come back for the trial because Felix is like, I don't know how to be a lawyer. (laughs) So could you come help? Yeah. And that's... Investigation day two, so we're ready for the trial. Uh, anything to add? Hmm. I really like the, uh, aside from Saul, I really like the characters introduced here. Like, they're, like, super different between each other. Yeah. Well, I think even Saul is, like, a good character, you know, in terms of, like, he's supposed to be gross. Right, <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? But yeah, it's a really good cast. What did you make of this uh, first half of the case? It's interesting. Like, I think it raises a few different things. Like, for example, it's not very slow. Like, there's not a lot of... It doesn't drag very much, but there is a lot of back and forth. And I feel like probably there's a lot more if... Like, I accidentally told you it was going to take 90 minutes to play because it took me 90 minutes, but I knew where I was going. So I feel kind of bad about that. (laughs) Oh, it's fine. So, like, I feel like you must have had a lot of added time just, like, wandering around, which kind of ruins the pacing in a way. Um, I don't know, what did you think about that? Yeah, there was definitely... I know what you mean about even though there's a lot of back and forth, your interactions with the environment and, like, some key objects uh, reveal a lot of... Maybe not just a lot of information about the case itself, uh, but more about how uh, Phoenix and, and Maya um, interact with each other during the investigation. Yeah, it's not great to, like, miss on that because there's a, like... I think characterization that you lack otherwise. So yeah, mm. it's cool. It's cool. I just wish it was like a tiny bit shorter or like not as <laughs> enigmatic as it is. Yeah, I just think there's so much back and forth. Like you have to pull the grate off for Cody to be able to come in and then you like leave, do some other stuff, come back. Cody's there. He runs away immediately. You go do some other stuff. You run into Cody again. He won't talk to you. You have to go and get his cards, which are his, from Old Bag. Then you have to trade for Old Bag. Then you have to go and speak to Cody. Then he's like, no, I don't want this card. I want a different card. You have to go and trade with Penny. And then you have to go back. It's like a um, like a point and click game, you know, where every single little thing like leads onto this quest line. Right, yeah. <laughs> which I guess it, it basically is that. But yeah, it's weird. Yeah, at some point you have to like actually go back to the office. But it's like you, you would never know that unless you like exhaust every other possible option. Yeah, I never thought about that to be honest. That's that is super weird. And basically, immediately Mia is just like, "Oh, I've just decided this is what we should do," and then you go back to the studio. Yeah. Like, I don't know how far that is, but it's canonical that Phoenix can't drive, so he's, like, doing that whole thing on his bike. How does Mia get there? (laughs) (laughs) Let's not think too much about this. Yeah, I was just thinking about how funny it will be, like, this being, like, a real thing, and Phoenix just telling everyone he meets, like, okay, wait here. And they just keep, (laughs) like, going back and forth to, like, try and find some piece of evidence in, like, the same day. Yeah, when you, like, come back and you're just just to show them like one piece of evidence that you missed earlier and you're like oh yeah <laughs> this is the thing very funny um i think in general this like opening really just raises questions like we haven't had a single thing solved yet we've just like found out more and more information which of course is because it's the first half but i think it's interesting like in some cases you definitely feel like oh well i've learned something but then this raised a new question i mean no not like that, that is that is what happened here, but sometimes you feel like something got solved and then you're trying to solve the second part, whereas this one really, we don't know anything yet, basically. Yeah. 
Um, so I think we have trial investigation trial left, which would make sense in terms of timing, which is going to be interesting, I think. Hmm. I definitely think high points of this opening is introducing great characters and Maya characterization, which we've both talked about a lot, which is it's really nice. Really fun to get to hang out with Maya in a case where she's not the defendant yeah. and not like traumatized <laughs> by her sister dying. Um, very reasonably so, of course. And also the music. And the music's great. Yes, completely right. Yeah, I think that's everything. What Did you have any other overall thoughts or anything that we missed? Uh, no. I'm really looking forward to see how the rest of the case unravels, especially with like these many characters now. I was going to ask you like what you like I, I like you know as I started playing I was like oh when I get to the end I'll ask Diego what his theories are but there's like there's not a lot to go off of to be honest. No, I think I actually remember that. Um, Wait, don't spoil I, anything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I just remember you, you about remember the, some things. <laughs> yeah, 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 I remember some things. Just mainly like the first photo we see of like the suit, like um, like the suspect wearing the the samurai suit. Okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's all. That makes sense. Well, I'm excited to see how this wraps up. I mean, I know what happens, but I'm excited to see how they how the pacing is and how they how we get to see more of these characters. I want to I wanna speak to Cody and Penny some more. <laughs> God, I miss Penny. I'm like, that's my takeaway from this whole thing. I want Penny to come back. <laughs> Does she not come back in like another case? Like an upcoming case of this first game? I don't think so. Unless I've forgotten, I don't think she does. Which sucks because so many characters do. Like Will Powers comes back. Spoilers. Oh, okay. Who else? I mean, there are a lot of X-Men Old Bag comes back. Movies, so. <laughs> There's a lot of X-Men movies, exactly. <laughs> Uh, Old Bag comes back. Wow. Um, who else? That might be everybody. Maybe, maybe Penny does come back. Maybe I've been lying this whole time. <sighs> you know what? I'm not gonna look it up. And then if she does in like a few months, it'll be a big surprise for me. Okay. <laughs> and I'll just be excited. Or maybe I'm just setting myself up for disappointment. <laughs> Either way, we'll find out. Tune in, and we'll figure it out together. All right. Uh, so two weeks time, the second half of this case, and that'll be the. The third case completed, and we'll be moving on to the fourth case, which I'm very excited about, but I'm not going to get ahead of myself. <laughs> so do you want to tell the people where they can find you on the internet? Yeah, you can find me procrastinating on Twitter, at DiegoArguello66, that's Arguello. Mm-hmm. And you can find me also procrastinating on Twitter. This is also a freelance joke, uh, insofar, as, insofar as our whole lives are freelance jokes, really. Uh, at JM Costello, J-Y-M. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. See you in two weeks. See ya. Bye. Bye.